0: Welcome to Liquor and Liqueur Connoisseur, where I drink, discuss, and discover the world of distilled spirits. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. This is episode 63, and I'm drinking Zubrovka, Bison Grass Vodka. For each episode of this podcast, you should expect that I'll be well-researched and educational, also entertaining and consistent in my reviews. I chose to feature Zubrovka for this episode because I first read about bison grass used in vodka in the book The Drunken Botanist by Amy Stewart. It really intrigued me, and I've been exploring the world of flavors and distilled spirits, so I had to track down a bottle for this episode. Now I have a little story about this and the availability of spirits in my home state of Oregon. I've talked about it in greater detail in earlier episodes of this podcast where we have the Oregon Liquor Control Commission and the fact that all alcoholic spirits are regulated and controlled by the state commission. It has its benefits for consumers. For one, all spirits are price-fixed statewide and available statewide. We also have a nice website where you can look up prices and live inventory in liquor stores at the four corners of the state. It does have its drawbacks, though, if the state hasn't accepted the Spirit for sale, you can't find it anywhere. Such is the case with Zubrovka, though this appears to be a recent development. So, on my trip to my local liquor store, I grabbed a bottle of vodka with bison grass added, featuring Zubrovka in small text on the front, and not one, but two bison silhouettes on the front. Crucially, a single blade of bison grass was in the bottle. So I thought I was good, but I ended up starting my research and this bottle I bought ended up being box brand of Bison Grass Vodka, not the true original Zubrowka brand of Bison Grass Vodka. You see, Zubrowka is a brand name and it also is simply the Polish name for Bison Vodka. So once I realized my error in having bought the wrong Zubrovka, I checked my neighbor to the north, Washington State, which is an open state, and saw they had authentic or original Zubrovka in stock at a total wine store. So I drove nearly an hour one way to get a bottle for this episode. And one additional note on control versus open states and taxes, here in Oregon, We're a rare state without a general sales tax, but distilled spirits are still taxed. There's been recent push to raise these taxes. However, the shelf price is the price you pay out the door in Oregon. The box bottle was $21. The Zubrovka bottle seems to trade for about $25 online, and indeed the total wine price was $24.49. That was before Washington's liquor liter tax was added, tacking on $2.83 for the bottle, and then the general sales tax of $5.02 was added. So the Zubrovka bottle was $32.34 out the door in Washington State. We all have to pay our fair share, I suppose. Anyway, all that is to say my mix up and confusion in having bought two different types of Zubrovka means that you and I are both going to get to experience two different types of Zubrovka. The authentic brand of Zubrovka and then Box, which is not a newcomer, but it's not the original Zubrovka. While I'll do a tasting of both brands, both bottles, the history is gonna be focused on Zubrovka brand. So the bottle I have for the tasting, the Zubrovka Bison Grass that I purchased out of state. It is 750 milliliters, 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. And as I mentioned before, sells for about $25 before the taxes. And the Bax brand is imported vodka with bison grass added. It is similarly 750 milliliters, 40% alcohol by volume, making it 80 proof. And as I mentioned, it sells for $21. The bottle that Zubrovka is packaged in, it's a bespoke clear bottle showing the pale greenish vodka with the single blade of bison grass contained within. The sides of the bottle feature blades of this grass molded into them, and these provide an excellent grip for pouring. The front label says Zubrovka, across the top, with accents on the Z and O. Below this is a European bison in a green field and bison grass below the beast. The rest of the front label reads, the original flavored vodka, the bison grass from the heart of the Białowieża forest inspired Zubrovka. The unique vodka has a soft, smooth, and aromatic character, with hand-picked bison grass the back of the bottle features a nice molded rendition of a european bison and some polish text a small label tells more of the zubrowka story and also includes a small version of the zoo logo the ZU, a name it seems they've pushed for a while but have backed off from now and the bottle is capped with a nice green metal screw top closure okay so the backs bottle is cylindrical with a flat front and angled front shoulder. It too is clear glass, but the liquid inside is much more green. It also has a large back label with the adhesive face printed showing through the bottle, providing a scene of bison grass and water ripples on a puddle or pond. It's a simple black and gold foil label with the product name and aforementioned two bison. This bottle features a nice yellowish gold metal screw top closure, and also includes a single blade of bison grass. Okay, let's move on to the tasting. So, I'm going to start with the Zubrovka first. Let's open the bottle. I have a pair of clean Glencairn glasses. That's what I'm going to use for the tasting. Always taste my spirits neat, which is room temperature, right out of the bottle. Let's go for a pour. In the glass, the Zubrovka is very pale green. It's got a slight tinge to it, but it's very clear. You can see some alcohol tears or legs. On the nose. Hmm. I get a tremendous lavender scent on the nose. That's not the only thing. You definitely can smell some of the alcohol in it, but let's try it again. It smells fresh. Definitely pick up a cut grass note to it. Floral with some other other things in it. Okay, let's go for a taste. Hmm. Surprising amount of cinnamon, uh, spiciness, but with a almondy. It reminds me a little bit of maraschino, which is a cherry liqueur, but it's made with the pits. I featured that a while back, and you get some of that marzipan flavor. It's the almondness. Let's go for another taste. It's really mellow and smooth and soft. Smooth is odd description for a spirit because it's common and overused, but it has a nice mouthfeel. A little bit of vanilla, perhaps. The floral notes on the nose, I don't really taste as much. Cinnamony and almondy, with a bit of—you don't really taste the ethanol. It doesn't taste like straight vodka. There's absolutely this bison grass flavor, so you have a distinct flavor. And now, after cleansing my palate with some water, let's try the Box brand. So, let's open this bottle. Another screw cap. And another clean Glencairn. Let's go for a pour. Ooh. This is much greener in the glass, very green. Okay, so let's try box on the nose. It has a surprising green apple note to it. Let's try it again. Fresh, but appley. Maybe a hint of cinnamon? That's not right. What is it? Green apple is the only thing I can pick up. Okay, let's give it a taste. Hmm. hmm. quite different a stronger flavor uh not a it's cinnamony appley but there's other other something in it let's try another comes off as a bit sweet maybe a grassiness to it but uh, cinnamon apple that's what I get out of this box brand. Very different. I would say that the Zubrovka, the brand name or the original one, is a much smoother, more refined spirit. This box one is bolder to match the bolder color of it. Okay, so now on to the history. First things first though, this is flavored vodka. And while it's allowed to be sold as vodka in the United States, technically it may be more correctly described as a liqueur because it does have some added sugar. Not a lot, but usually if sugar is added to a liquor, that makes it a liqueur, sugar being the main differentiator. I suppose rules are meant to be broken. Bison grass, also known as sweet grass, is a type of grass native to parts of Europe, in particular the Poland-Belarus border in the Białowieża forest, home to the largest herd of free-living European bison, the heaviest native land animal in Europe. In recent history, there were three described subspecies, but two of these were hunted to extinction, with only one surviving in captivity. In the 1920s, captive animals began to be reintroduced to wild lands, though they had numbered as low as a few hundred at one point. The European bison is a conservation success story, as they now number in the thousands and are listed as near-threatened. The European bison is a source of national pride for Poland and is one of their national animals. The grass gets its name from the animal, as the grass is a favored food of the bison. In Polish, the European bison is called the zubra, and vodka is pronounced vodka. Thus, Zubrovka literally translates to bison vodka. The recipe for bison grass vodka is claimed to date back to the 14th century, and it may be true that some bison grass was added to some early distilled spirits to improve the flavor. Their tradition of adding herbs and spices to alcoholic beverages goes way back, and with human ingenuity, I suppose anything's possible. But there aren't necessarily good records from this time regarding spirits recipes. The Polish did invent vodka, Most likely coincidentally or concurrently with Russia, it's hotly debated. Both countries seem to have near equal claims to it. I'll leave it to say that Zubrovka is a traditional spirit. But the modern brand of Zubrovka wasn't created until 1928 when commercial production began. It's made at the Polmos Białostok Distillery. More about that in a bit when I talk about how it's made. While popular in Poland for some time, we only recently got access to Zubrovka in the United States. This is because in 1954, the Food and Drug Administration, or FDA, banned the chemical substance coumarin because it can cause liver damage and act as a blood thinner. Bison grass contains coumarin. This ruling also removed the tonka bean from the U.S. food supply due to the coumarin. And since we're talking about coumarin, we'll go all the way back to the beginning. Coumarin is one of the most commonly used ingredients in perfumes. It is said to smell like almonds, vanilla, tobacco, and freshly cut hey, not coincidentally, these are a lot of the flavors of Zubrovka. Coumarin was also one of the first chemical compounds synthesized and used in the fragrance industry. It was isolated from Tonka beans in 1820, but the chemist, August Vogel, mistook it for benzic acid. Later that same year, a French pharmacist discovered the mistake and named the new compound, Coumarin, for the French name for Tonka beans. Industrial production of synthesized Coumarin was invented in 1877. Coumarin occurs naturally in a lot of plants and different foods, beyond tonka beans and bison grass. It's found in large amounts in angelica root, plus more common foods in smaller amounts, such as green tea, strawberries, cherries, mint, apricots, and more. Coumarin in large amounts in nature serves to make a plant taste bitter and unattractive to most animals. Yet there's an unequal application of prohibition on Coumarin in the United States. While bison grass and tonka bean were banned for their high coumarin content, cassia, or the lower grade of cinnamon, widely sold in the United States, is not banned, and it contains a similar amount of coumarin. In Europe, I believe laws require cassia to be labeled as such, while in the U.S. it is viewed as one and the same with ceylon or true cinnamon. Alas, we can't get authentic coumarin bearing bison grass in the United States. However, in 2010, the distillery Polymus Bajostok found a way to remove the coumarin and thus make Zubrovka legal in the USA again. 2010 is the widely publicized return of Zubrovka to our shores. That said, I did find via the Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau, or TTB for short, Certification Exemption of Label Bottle Approvals, or COLA, public searches, so the TTB Kola public searches, listings for Zubrovka as far back as 2002. This doesn't necessarily mean the product was available for sale, just that the TTB had record for it and had approved the label. One such example label for Zubrovka, approved in January of 2003, lists on the front label neutralized bison grass. So it seems the kumarun had been removed nearly two decades ago. This, of course, is just for the U.S. market. The authentic coumarin-bearing version is available throughout the rest of the world, and it seems most imbibers are just fine. Should I be worried that my son eats a bowl of cinnamon, Czech cereal most mornings for breakfast? It's near certainty that the cinnamon used is cassia. I think he'll be just fine, as there are millions of U.S. consumers who most likely have no idea there are two types of cinnamon, and that one may be potentially harmful due to the high humor and content. But I digress. Okay, so what else about the story of Zubrovka? It's super popular as a brand, it's the world's third or fourth largest vodka brand, surpassed only by Smirnoff and Absolute in 2018, and nearly tied with the Ukrainian brand in 2019. It had sales of 9.7 million 9-liter equivalent cases. This is for the Zubrowka brand of vodka as a whole, the bison grass flavor being the most popular, but they do also make a white or unflavored version as well. It's also award-winning, and it's won some gold medals at spirits competitions in the last few years, and it's an icon and source of national pride for Poland. So there's the story. Now, how's it made? First of all, it is not a secret recipe. The recipe is well known. First of all, the vodka is made from specially grown rye from some 40 farms near the distillery in the Polish city of Biostok that supply the grain used to make the vodka. The vodka is distilled at least six times through rectification to remove all impurities. The vodka is mixed with clear, demineralized, deep well water that's on the distillery grounds. And this is then further filtered through carbon filtration to remove the very last impurities. But the flavor? That comes from the bison grass. The bison grass is rare, rumored to be harvested by less than two dozen local families who pass the secret location of the bison grass glades down through the generations. Bison grass is nearly indistinguishable from regular grass, but sources I read say it stands a little taller in the morning hours, and that may be how the pickers find it. An expert picker can harvest a basket in about two hours, but it needs to be dried and seasoned before it can be used in Zubrovka. This is still done in the traditional way, by spreading the grass out on racks in enclosed heated spaces, like an attic. It takes three days for the grass to dry, then four days for it to season. It's said to be turned by hand frequently when seasoning. The seasoning, essentially aging, allows the grass to retain the flavor. And color. The seasoned grass is then delivered to the distillery where it is heated for three hours and then soaked in a mixture of water and alcohol for three days. This produces a bison grass extract at an average of 52% alcohol by volume, but it's full of sediment, so it's transferred to 13 foot tall vats where it's stored at 64 degrees Fahrenheit for 30 days. This storage allows the sediment to naturally settle to the bottom. The rested extract is then filtered to remove final sediments. Blending happens next, and it's all very modern, computer-controlled, and completely automated. They make a tremendous amount of vodka, close to 10 million 9-liter equivalent cases a year. So that's a lot of vodka that they're producing. So of course, it's fully automated. During the blending, a bit of sugar is added. Every batch goes through a quality control process to ensure a consistency of color, clarity, aroma, and taste. Bottling is done on site and new bottles are rinsed with pure vodka to decontaminate them. They also don't need to be dried out then when they're just rinsed with pure vodka. Then the individual decorative blades of bison grass are added to each bottle by hand before they're filled by machine with Zubrovka and capped. A final quality control check is done to ensure each bottle contains a blade of grass and then they're labeled, boxed, and shipped to waiting consumers like me. So, now on to cocktails and consumption. The traditional way to enjoy Zabrovka is to mix it with two parts cold apple juice with a squeeze of lime. It's said to taste like apple pie. And based on the notes on the palate and the nose of the box brand, it's really apple forward, apple cinnamony. I think that the natural flavors of the bison grass really come through and probably do mix perfectly with apple juice. I don't have any apple juice. I'll have to pick some up and give it a try and of course is also very good, just neat. So in summary, what do I think of Zubrovka? got to say, I really enjoy this. It's an interesting flavor, very herbal. I tend to kind of think of vodka as a category as rather bland or artificially sweetened in some regard. You just, with the preponderance of everything from cotton candy to birthday cake to salted caramel to etc. ad infinitum, the flavored vodka space just went crazy. But this is a traditional herbal botanical, if you will, flavored vodka, and it's quite good. And after having had healthy pours of both of these bottles, my preference is for the Zubrovka, the authentic or the one that I detailed the history on. The box is good on its own, but it's quite different. It really has a cinnamon apple flavor to it that is not really what I expected. It's probably great mixed. It's not bad on its own. Just in comparison, when I'm looking for a a softer, more mellow flavor, the authentic or original Zubrovka, Zabrovka brand I prefer. And it is really a high quality spirit too. The Zabrovka redistillation through rectification of the rye-based vodka makes it really pure. And then the process of the bison grass extract, that's really pure as well. So you've got a nice natural pure product. It's got a touch of sugar. Not sure why they put the sugar in, but it probably helps with the mouthfeel and just smoothness of it. Also, I'll be honest, in doing this episode, I was thinking, oh, this will be just easy. It's pretty simple, quick episode. I can kind of just grab a bottle and, and go to town. Research won't be too bad because I typically spend five to six hours on each episode doing research and notes and, and uh, the recording and everything. I thought this would be pretty much a slam dunk, but going down the tangents of how the FDA banned the coumarin that's in the product and finding out more about that, also the historical nature of the European bison and how they got really close to extinction. There was a whole lot I read that I didn't include in this episode, but it's a, a nice product. Plus, it's authentically Polish. Either brand is both made in Poland and it's a super popular vodka that most of the people I know have never heard of. Definitely worth picking up. I think I'll likely keep a bottle in my liquor cabinet from here on out. I'm gonna drink this one. I might pull the grass blade out when I'm done. Just to be interested. It's purely decorative. There's no flavor component to it but it's kind of nice when you get a bottle that's got something in it. Makes you think. So that's going to do it for this episode of Liquor in the Core Connoisseur. I'm your host, Matt Burchard. Please subscribe and share. Show notes are on liquorandthecoreconnoisseur.com. You can find the show on your favorite podcast platform. You can also join my mailing list and I will email you a link every week to the audio file. And you'll also see photos that I share on social media. I am active on Instagram and Facebook most often. My apologies for mispronunciation of Polish throughout this episode did my best, but I'm sure a native speaker could correct me. I love hearing from my listeners, so if you've got a spirit you'd like me to feature on an upcoming episode, please do let me know. And as always, thank you for listening.